back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And this is episode 58. And this is Mussy Films. Do you want to tell we'll just explain what this is first before we say the film we're looking at this week. So um, basically, um, we were looking at different ways to find new films and think about how we're going to order these. You know, there's, there's so many films out there and we're trying to think of how do we kind of contain it. And I, I came, I came across. I, I have a list at home of a hundred top one hundred films of all time that I've been getting through and uh, not doing very well at getting through. <laughs> Sometimes we're still, I think, about halfway through, and we bought it like two years ago. So uh, I'm not doing great at that at home. Uh, of the classic films that I've seen, like Spirited Away, that I've never seen before, and you know, many classic of even foreign ones that I'd never seen before. So uh, I suddenly thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool? To for our podcast if we had something to follow a structure to follow not for every episode but we'll do them fairly often yeah um and it's a must-see film 100 scratch-off horror film poster that i got off of amazon which you can find on amazon as well if you'd like to join along or do those kind of things yeah. or you want to feel like you're part of our scratch-off um so yeah we we decided we're going to do that one um, and uh, we've decided on our first film now. We, well, the dice decided. Well, the dice film. decided. We had a we have a system which is uh, we roll the dice uh, depending on the amount of number across, basically and down. Yeah, and that helped to, helped us to decide. We went with that very kind of D and D kind of yeah. <laughs> like let's let the dice decide. Um, which worked, worked fine, but uh, as I just said to, to Rob before we start recording, I think just a frog and dart at it <laughs> seems like way more fun way to do it. The other one we did, we we you will see if you if you look on our TikTok, uh, we will have some kind of video of how we did it this time. Um, but um, yeah, I think maybe we could come up with a more efficient way, which is yeah. a throw a dart at it. <laughs> <laughs> throw a dart whilst one of us holds the poster. Yeah, one, one of us holds it. So yeah, we're talking about it uh when we used to um be at my house and i used to have house parties and things like that at one point in time i had a dartboard and i had a dartboard that we put up in the living room um whenever a party was happening which was a terrible fucking idea because the whole house ended up with holes all over the walls of that wall you could just see like where everyone had missed um and then rob reminded me like we're talking the crossbow yeah (laughs) so i used my uh, my dad i believe for one christmas had bought me like a He'd bought me not not a real crossbow. It was like a toy crossbow, which you fired like foam pellets out of and things like that. It was like a target practice thing, like it was like an archery set thing. Yeah. And years later, I still had it. And I found it in the shed one party, (laughs) one party before I'd found it in the shed. And I don't know why, but I'd come up with the idea. I was playing darts, and this like wasn't during the party, but I came up with the idea of, I wonder what happened if I stick the dart into the crossbow (laughs) and fire it. And I gotta be honest, it actually it was actually a perfect little shot. It would fire like, but the speed behind it was like yes. fucking hell. And then I remember like doing we were playing darts one night at the party, and I just probably several drinks in. I just was like, I've got a crossbow in my bedroom. Do you want to see what it can do to this dartboard? And then from then on, the night was basically like, what well, right, we're playing darts with the crossbow to fire it as fast as possible. Every time it went to the wall, it embedded like deep into the wall. Yeah. Though. So you're like pulling it out. Or we were, like this was while still drinking. And literally, I think half the time, I think all of us went, right, at some point of night, someone's probably <laughs> getting a, a dart crossbowed into their head or yeah. something like that. 
it didn't happen, luckily. Luckily. So fun. we've tried, and we have certain people that we'd even consider whether it's a good idea to do it. I mean, yeah. it's a fast way to do a lobotomy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Just fire it in. It might be better for humanity. There are certain people we think maybe need that. But yes. um, but yeah, so that was the, the concept, and that is why I want to now get a crossbow and a dart. <laughs> yeah. I've now decided in my head it should be a crossbow and a dart, not just a dart. But yeah. that would be a much funner way to uh, to basically close our eyes or, I don't know, cover your eyes, <laughs> get yeah, a dart, a throw it, and see if one of us dies. And if we don't die, we might have a nice choice of our next 100, f- 100 films on our list, yeah. which now goes down to 99 films left. Because... Ah, Rob, you tell. I've talked to you. You tell us what the first film is. So uh, the first film that we've actually, uh, the dice decided, was a 2007 Spanish found footage horror film, uh, Wreck, um, co-written and uh, directed by, I'm going to butcher the names, um, Jaime Baleguero and Paco Plaza. Um, Paco Plaza. Yeah. Sounds like a industrial state. It does. Um, <laughs> or Namakoni, like in Hot Die Hard. Yeah. Um, so this is um, this is the second time I've watched this film. Um, I saw it many years ago. What about yourself? This is the first time I've seen this film. Okay, so this was. The I, first I'd time heard about I'd heard about the film, but I'd never viewed the film before. Yeah. I'd heard about it, you know, and, and when we say obviously wreck, it's not like you wreck yourself. It's like record. Record. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's, no. not, it's not a long film, is it? It's only coming in at 78 minutes long. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not. It's, it's very, very short. I was surprised at how short it was. I was, uh, uh, in one way, like when we need sometimes to fit in time to watch films, I was quite pleased yeah. to be like, oh, okay, this is a, this is an easy one. I watched after work one day, like straight after, I just put it straight on and it was finished by the time Charlotte, <laughs> no, it was finished like just the end of it was literally playing as Charlotte got home, which was a very weird thing, I think, for her to walk into the end of yeah. this film. But um, um, no, I like, I gotta be, I'm not, so um, I'm not a big, you know, with these kind of films at times. I love zombie films and stuff like that, but found footage films, I'm very hit and miss. Same here. Um, um, you know, I'm not normally that keen on them. Um, and we, this is obviously also, we've talked about more foreign films in our repertoire, and it's nice. Yeah. The first one we kicked off with this new feature is a Spanish Yeah, film. it's pretty good. Um, and it's, it's interesting enough that both of us kind of have this relationship with found footage films because obviously when we were when we were young um Blair Witch Project came out yeah and as we were growing up so this was obviously 2007 as we were growing up not only were, were cinemas film obviously filled with the Saw films um but a lot of found footage films obviously you had all of the paranormal activities coming out um Romero Romero even did Diary of the Dead and yeah we had a lot of those kind of style of yeah a lot of found footage films were coming around but for some for some reason I've always kind of struggled with found films um and more you know a lot of the times it can it can be done as a kind of a creative way to deal with a small budget this the, this oh, yeah. uh, rex it, budget this was, is great for yeah. student film basically yeah. student films um and, and rex budget was two million it went on to make 32 and a half million yeah um and it's and it spawned like four sequels yeah it spawned uh, three sequels three sequels, three sequels and, and a remake which also spawned a cheap 
knock off. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it did, um, yeah, it had the American remake Quarantine, which yeah. I've never seen, but no, I have, I've never seen Quarantine. I have I have heard that it's uh not not a, not as good. In fact, our friend on Instagram, uh, our friend Ryan Dudlock yeah. messaged and said Shout that, out uh, Dunno. He said that Quarantine was not uh yeah, this is much better than the remake yeah I've heard remake. That. um and yeah and it, and it i it opens up with you know um a, a reporter and a cameraman um it's always funny enough because with the found footage films i don't know if this it's just you but i kind of always forget that the cameraman is a bit of a character as well yeah yeah in and, the strangest way even and in this one he very much like they're not all like sometimes they really like sometimes they're not always in certain clown footage films no. like they're, they're almost have forgotten about it's like kind of like you're just doing this for the gimmick then aren't you? yeah like they're the ones that are really bad in this one it does play pablo who is the cameraman yeah is played into it quite a lot and he as well as the fact that it's also the actual the cinematographer is Pablo, like they've used his actual name, but yeah. he's actually the person doing it. So uh, Pablo, uh, I don't know his last name, but Pablo is the. If you look at the cinematographer, he's also the actor and cinematographer. Oh, wow. So he was both. So he's uh, because this is obviously a very low budget, you know, low yeah. low budget film at the time. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 opening idea of the film as well. The whole, I I, I feel for me, this is a film that that kind of uh, rises and falls. It's a film that, like, I was impressed more than I thought I would be yeah. by certain aspects of it. But it's a film that very much... I think the idea at the start with her is the, you know, in the the fire station and doing, yeah. like, the cuts and that she's a news reporter is an, an interesting way to bring the found footage in. Yeah. Because so. you already know what the job... And it even at times helps with the idea that, you know, you because in other films we've had it where it's like someone holding a camera like Cloverfield for instance yeah the problem with found footage quite often for me is the fact that it's limiting it is a limiting style of way to do it it there are certain things that don't make logical sense anymore after a certain point yeah holding a camera and still filming something at a certain point doesn't make any sense anymore yeah this tries to give a reason for that as in saying like reporters even in the worst conditions have to keep filming have which to is keep recording. true a lot of the times they do if you look at water yeah exactly so. and they, they can't just run off and thing and they are documenting something so you get it more within the role whereas in say cloverfield when the guy just keeps it's like <laughs> it's like dude come on like <laughs> put down the fucking camera and go like yeah. you know what i mean like, in those kind of things and you know it's it's the same reason like it, it works kind of in say blair witch originally yeah because it worked a bit, but also because they were recognised the the time. This is why it has to be a short film. I guess because so, yeah. you run the, you run most fan footage films are, should, are actually quite short because there's only so much time that you could keep something like this running, saying that they were going to go. You know, you can't do a two and a half hour film where you're thinking they're running around because it just starts to get logically stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and no. some of the worst fan footage films are the ones when they're just like. I don't really care about the logic of the part of it, but sadly, that's all that my mind went to with any found footage is always like, so why are you still holding the camera? Yeah. Why are you still doing this kind of thing? But this had probably a better reason than most. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think the, it, they were able to kind of justify that. I think probably up in, right until the very end, which ironically is 
I mean, it would have been a point where I'd have been like, nah, stop filming. Yeah. But it, there's, it kind of makes there sense. Definitely is. There's a bit, yeah, towards, to, it is towards the end, but, you know, there's definitely a bit such as like a chase on the, the staircase when you start yeah. to be like, why are you still holding the camera? And definitely the very end yeah. part is definitely very, so it does definitely push that up. Before that, though, because even even the, um, I'm blanking on what her name, uh, Angela? What her name Angela. Angela is still pushing for him to keep filming. Even yeah. when she starts getting erratic at times, she still kind of pushes for the cameraman to keep filming. Um, but what I think makes this film stronger is that opening where we kind of just see the day-to-day, like the filming, like almost like the, the fact that, yes, she's a reporter, but she has to basically record, like she just has to be there the whole time. She yeah. has to be basically bored by the fact that she's kind of watching it. And it, it does give something to the character, which again, is something you don't always get with found footage because you start straight away with a found footage as if sometimes you're even just following the camera. You're yeah. not following the people. Yeah, so you don't get a chance to like the people or things like that because they're just suddenly, oh my God, we're in the middle of a conflict and oh my God, that's happening. Whereas this, we actually get quite a build even though it's an hour attempt, there's quite actually a, it's a decent bit yeah. before she gets into well, well, I mean, we, we yeah, well, we get the um, you know, we get the the call that they have to go get um, Mrs. Isquadero, uh, tra- who's trapped in her apartment and screaming, and then you obviously accompany the two firefighters. Um, so we we kind of get a bit of a you know like a reason why we have to go there, um, and then you know, I think. I I enjoy a film, but I think you know I think a uh, large parts of this film I think are kind of aren't overly as exciting, and I think maybe it's because I do struggle a bit with the found footage because it is shaky cam and it is that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um. That personally, I just I just kind of struggle with it. I wish I didn't. Because you know, there's some um, some found footage films out there that sound really interesting, and I want to watch them. Yeah, I'm just put off by my own kind of. I don't know what it is. My own, like I. Uh, yeah, I mean, know. in general, I'm put. I, I I'm normally put off. I wouldn't go like to be honest. If they if it was a found footage film and it was in the cinema, I I've I've rarely ever gone to the cinema to see them. I just don't find them interesting concept. Yeah. So like. Although the film might sound so, for instance, I hadn't actually properly watched Paranormal Activity until maybe like a year or so ago. Yeah, I'd see it, like, see that I knew about them, I knew I had ideas of them. Um, I pretty much hated the concept of them. And for me, they for me, like things like Paranormal Activity or the dying rate of, say, Saw films was the death of horror, it was nearly felt like the death of horror in our modern like, age. Kind of yeah, thing. It felt then. like we were just churning out the same crap. And they're the reason horror had a bad reputation because they were just, let's just churn out a similar film, a sequel. It's, yeah. not, it's not great. It's rubbish. It's low quality. It's thing, but it gets shocked. So it gets teenagers and people in to see the films. And it's cheap. But it's not. It's cheap. And yeah. it's cheap to make and it makes money. You know what I mean? You understand why they kept making them. However, I did watch, when I did watch Paranormal Activity, the first one, I did find it fairly effective more than I thought I was going to. So I was a little bit kind of changed on that. But it still doesn't, for me, take away from the fact that there are very few that I've seen that I actually think are good films. I like Cloverfield because the concept of the first one was fairly interesting and it had interesting styles and kind yeah. of way to do it. But that doesn't mean I didn't still find it not a perfect film because I still just found the logic stupid. Yeah. Um, 
and it's the same with you know and Blair Witch was effective for what it was but when you look back at Blair Witch it's a film which once you've seen it the first time you've quickly realised that basically nothing happens in that film you don't really need to watch it like you don't yeah. ever need to visit again it was a film bet purely from the hype of it and a lot of found footage films seem to get that they get a hype yeah. there's like a hype of seeing it like in this style or this way and as soon as you've had the hype it's they're not films that you really want to revisit in a lot of ways. Yeah. I you know, there've been some stylized in certain ways that are interesting. Um, away from like say horror, you know, um, is uh oh uh, I had it in my head. My my brain has got yeah, go brain loop. My brain is gonna loop. I was thinking of the 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 superhero one, which is um Chronicle. Chronicle, that's the yes. one. There we go, Chronicle. Chronicle was more interesting because it had some interesting themes and it used it used cameras in different ways, like different yeah. locations, different things like that to kind of make a style. Um, but again, it only worked because it was like the one-off that works. Yeah. And they're only one-off when they've tried to dig deeper and do it again and again and again. It's just like, right, well, the gimmick worked once. You yeah, get that. You get it once. You know, you're not getting it again from me kind of thing. That's why I can't imagine too much. Like, although the wreck sequels are not, some of them are actually badly reviewed. I believe the third one is, but the second and fourth one aren't actually that badly. Reviewed. I think the I, I read that the fourth one got rid of the found footage aspects and went just to a regular film. I think the third one got rid of the found footage, okay. so that's why people didn't like it because oh. it went away from it. I don't know if the fourth one returned to it, yeah, or if it stayed away from it. Um, but yeah, I don't know about yeah that one, but I also know that some characters from this one reappear in the, the fourth one yeah I've heard. which is a bit of a strange <laughs> considering where yeah. this one goes um, um but yeah so we've got the um alex and manu as well they're yeah. the firefighters aren't they because they're pretty much the only other proper full-on characters we get we get other people in the hope in the hope uh apartment it, yeah but i would say that for, i mean for me and I, they mostly fall into um kind of not stereotypes but they fall into i i less know their names and more know them as like uh to die no no <laughs> so i know like there's the hazmat guy i yeah, know there's yeah, the yeah. mother the daughter there's the guy who i think looks, looks kind of like gaddafi <laughs> um he's he survived surprisingly long um oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he, oh i know which one yeah, gaddafi. The, the one that the one that's um, the the ones like the shine on my face and the the that one it might be that one. The, the way he sat at the camera with her and he's talking about the Chinese do it. Or so, like he says Something like that, the, yeah. He says, like, the, 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 it's the Chinese who have done this kind of thing. Because yeah. I, I almost said, I tried to take a picture of it. Because I was like, I was like, this is like a screenshot of COVID. Like someone, yeah. like, uh, someone talking about, like, the way they talk about it. But for me, he... He looked like a cross between. He looked like Vincent Price or an elderly Tim Curry. To me. Yeah, I had. He I, looked like he just looked like someone who's like that. But you know, not to say about Vincent Price or Tim Curry. No. But at the same time, he also looked like someone who might molest you. I, I had Gaddafi vibes. <laughs> I guess that's why Gaddafi would make. Yeah, Gaddafi yeah. makes pure sense. But he, yeah, that he, I, he, he lit up the screen on my profile when I was like that. I was like, I like this. I, I, I don't oh, I like this guy. But he's, it's just he came I across very like old man who couldn't shut his mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is for me like they they fit into that, and and for a film this long and for that kind of film, I'm 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 on board with it. Um, yeah, I was gonna say there's no there's no real time outside of Angela. There's no real time for any character development. No, not to be honest, You know, you you get to talk to some characters. They're mainly forgotten, and that's why basically half of them are down to facial features or things we noticed about the way yeah. they look. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Mannerism. what they actually did or said, because 
it does kind of start to blend in once yeah. you get into that situation. Um, and then obviously we get, you know, uh, once they once they kind of get there, they they go to the um, uh, they go to check out the old woman, uh, and then we get a really, I I, I kind of. I remember both times watching this. I, I kind of knew it was going to happen, maybe because I'm quite, I, I, you know, I think most people are familiar with the beats of the zombie yeah, film, yeah. you know, so you know that the old woman is going to to bite one of them. But it's still, I still think that it was, for the most part, it was an effectively well-done thing. It's just, we have, for me, with found footage, you get these, you get these moments where when it's done, as if it's somebody just look, kind of like looking mm. and, you know, filming, like with um, uh, Mrs. Esquidero when she attacks the, um, the, the, the plump police officer, should we <laughs> say, when she attacks him and bites into his throat. That's a really well-shot scene and it looks really yeah. good. But it's then the, the after effects where you get some, you know, where you get running and you running get, and chasing di- you know, and, shaky yeah, cam, and disjointed cameras there. Yeah. I, I I almost get kind of motion sickness watching it. Yeah. it kind of a, it yeah. Made, yeah. These are definitely no goes for certain people. Yeah. No, I do. That's what I mean. Like um, that at that very opening, we get these nice, like kind of, but much more kind of still, like shots. Say, like at the very yeah. opening of the film with Angela, where we're around the fire station and things like that. But they're mainly that because you're just following and you kind of get to know her a little bit of like what she's like. She's not, yeah. And she's she's very driven, so you know some people yeah. might dislike her character. I, lo- I like that. No, I like I liked her too, but some people might take it as a bit like driven as like you know tone or bitchy or yeah, like, something, something like that. You know what I mean? Like... When she's actually just doing her job, yeah, and she's just trying to get what she wants to get, kind of thing. She's uh, you know focused in that way, um, but you get like these kind of nice still kind of what way way they're shot, like the night kind of way and. The, the way that you're kind of seeing the station. But then when you get to these things, like you said, like when we see the attack, it's mainly quite still. And this is this is slightly the downfall in this film, I think, is the downfall is when we get to the point of the film when it's basically just moving around half the time. When it's just we'll see this shaking and moving in darkness and all the cameras but, here, the cameras up, the cameras down. It's like But that's really weird because there are some moments where it's i i think it's like oh man this is this is really good and it's mostly at the end for instance oh, yeah. uh, just to jump straight to the end you know when they they are running all the way up to the top oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they you know they they look down and we see all of the uh, the infected looking up and kind of that, running it's that, that shot, terrifying yeah that that shot that 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 part is really like terrifying that yeah. part's really good but the, there's a build up before you get to that part yeah there that is. i then found a little bit like i loved that shot of the down the stairs where yeah. you, you see um i, I can't remember if it's alex or manu they're blended together in my head it's manu it's manu it's yeah. alex because alex is the one that falls um it all gets thrown yeah. um but when Manu's looking up and you see that he's turned because they don't know where Manu's gone in, yeah. that, in that part of the film. Um, that shot is fantastic. But the thing is, before that scene, we've had a lot of like where they're like, oh my God, no, no, to get to here, to get to this door, to get to this, to open this, like where's he got like, and then they go yeah. inside. Like it's that part where it's like, I, I I really like it when it had a purpose, but at times it just felt like they were just doing it just for an effect. And then it kind yeah. of felt a little okay. less interesting to me yeah um i do you know when they 
um, kind of jumping back to some of the story when Going back into the lady into the lady yeah um, <laughs> you know when uh, you know when um, uh, Alex is thrown down it's kind of a bit of a shock and then you know we get we get somebody gets shot and then it's all kind of a bit what the fuck is going on we find out they're sealed yeah. in there and then we get a couple of interviews and we find the you know we find that jennifer is ill and we have a little interview with her and i i like the um you know the i like the angle of having kind of like a sick kid in it because it it yeah. for us as the viewer we're like oh, what's going on here always wondering and, what's happening yeah yeah and it's almost the after bit because they mentioned that the dog um is kind of ill uh, the yeah. dogs at the vets and that's the kind of first warning sign of uh what's going on here like yeah you know the bin sill because of the yeah the dog. It, it's interesting little yeah it's interesting little tidbits like that like you almost wonder if like something happened with the dog which is like you wonder you wonder how far this quarantine how far this it, how far they already know about this infection because yeah. to quarantine them off suddenly you assume there must have been a fair amount of knowledge about what was happening for them yeah. to suddenly go to an apartment building let off it's also like did is this related to the fact that the dog as in the yeah. dog went crazy at the thing and that's why they were led anyway to the apartment because that's how quick so you can take these little conclusions about why things happen so quickly like why the bone so quickly quarantined yeah. when no one's really been inside to properly check what happened with the woman so yeah. then you assume there's been certain links like things like the dog helps you be like oh maybe the dog they've they caught us with yeah. there and therefore went back to the address and they went right that building needs to be quarantined so you're kind yeah. of already stuck in that and the, the quarantine gives a very like nice effect especially because you again you get another part of angela here where you get to see her going from this quite quite cool and focused even with even with the the lady she freaks out a little bit but seems to calm a little bit yeah but it's when she's suddenly enclosed in this that you see her character kind of change a bit to this kind of shit like what is good? Like you can't yeah. do this to me, kind of thing. I'm I've been in control of it. Like it's almost as a thing. She thinks she was in control of the situation, and now she's completely fucking not. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And the rest of them, obviously, all free time. You've got your ensemble of random weird characters that are around him. The Chinese couple, the you know, then the the daughter, the the, the, the white and the daughter, the Gaddafi, the open mouth guy, <laughs> yeah, and, and his wife who who talks for him. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, you get that strange kind of weird. It's also nice, like it's it's very easy, like you know, um, you were saying about foreign films. This is a, a Spanish horror, and I know quite a few good Spanish horror films um, that I quite, I quite, I, from what I've seen of Spanish horror, I quite like quite a lot of their yeah. style with Spanish. I've mentioned before about say the orphanage, which I think is yeah. one of my favorite like uh, Spanish horror films. Um, but I definitely. Uh, to think about for a second the, the whole the subtitle of it all <laughs> like yeah. uh, you like you like you're watching with the subtitles I, I would the, the foreign the language anyway. but it's yeah. different when it's the foreign language kind of when you get drawn into it kind of thing and it, yeah. it's interesting because like I'd say anyone out there who doesn't really watch any of them you know you do get surprised at how quickly your brain basically makes you think you just heard them say that yeah like you heard them say it to you in english when they've been speaking in spanish the entire time it's interesting how the brain works in that way um but just because it's a foreign horror film doesn't mean that it's a masterpiece no you know what i mean it doesn't mean it's no, fan fantastic but um they do have nice this this has definitely been more 
I think, more carefully thought out than some yeah. other found footage films that I've found. Yeah, de- no, definitely. I found it in a deep, dark crater <laughs> in the bottom of a lake, and then yeah. I've extracted this, and here we are. We were able to watch this film. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it, it, it's a lot for me, you know, not being a huge fan of the genre. It is a lot more put together and better produced. Yeah. And I find that, like, the the uh bits of you know for instance like with the shaky cam and with the running and with that kind of stuff at the more i watched this and the more i kind of adjusted to it the less i got kind of the less i was bothered by that um and the more i kind of got into it there's there's a point where i kind of i feel like the film kind of starts to starts to drag where you know, after this initial bit where the body falls yeah. down and that. Um, this is the rise and fall that I was meant yeah. for. Though there is a... I wasn't bored at the beginning. I was quite drawn in by the whole... Yeah. The fire, you know, good, and the setup of the film. I actually really liked that part. Yeah. I really liked the bit uh, the bit with the old, old woman in the, in the apartment that we've just talked about, right through to when Alex goes splat at yeah. the bottom of the stairs and we start talking to some of the characters... The problem is after that, it, it feels for a little while, for a film that's only an hour and 18, 17 minutes or whatever, um, it feels, it suddenly felt like, I, where are you going with this now? Yeah. The whole quarantine moving around, it felt like we were just following characters moving to different places to find where to get out, which is the logical thing. I guess it if is. you're stuck that's to go, it. I just... It's not necessarily the most interesting viewing. Yes, we do start to get zombie attack and people turning. And yeah, we get interesting scenes like in the morgue when you've got the police, the, the police officer that was bitten. In yeah, there. like the scenes before, they've they've changed and they're still trying to protect them. And you know, you've yeah. got the, the doctor, you've got the doctor trying to work out what the hell is happening yeah. here. And some of those shots are quite interesting, where you're like looking at their body and you can see them slightly changing and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it was hard for me to keep up the like I was trying really hard, but I felt like I was trying hard in the middle to be like, okay, so we're listening to this guy talking, and I'm you know I kind of not bothered. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind, kind of... of not feeling the energy here anymore. I feel like you had a superb opening almost of this film. Yeah, but I now I'm now questioning if you know where to go with this film. Yeah, I uh, I think for me it's more like you you know you, we have the scenes like the body being the body's being uh, checked over and the doctor explaining things and stuff like that and I don't know it just it, I I found it less interesting than say if it hadn't have been found footage and maybe we'd have been able to have some kind of like soundtrack over it and yeah yeah you know kind of like looking and 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 test and checking these bodies in a kind of a different scene as opposed to a yeah. camera zoomed in looking you know so more like yeah the, the uh, exposition is a strange thing to have in this kind of style yeah it's a tricky like, one to it's a weird one to get which is weird because you think well that's how television interviews and stuff but again they're stylized whereas this is trying to stay quite raw footage yeah so therefore like when you're listening so so like you have you have the doctor who says about like the rabies yeah like, as if it's like a rabies disease and things like that and again so you think about say the dog again and things like that yeah but you think at the same time you're like hearing him explain and it's again where you're testing that whole, well, you're in an apartment building that got quarantined 
but you just so happen to also have the doctor in the building that is able to work this out. And, it, you know, it's, yeah. it's logical things that you start to question. It's like where you start to notice the, the limitations, not just of found footage films, but possibly of the budget that they had. Off Maybe. Of where they've tried to have to put characters into things like that. You're kind of, you're trying yeah. to like, follow, you're trying to follow along, but they're also one to explain and later they do quite a job a good job of explaining the possible how this could have happened, yeah. which I quite like later. Um, but at this point, it does just feel like we are in the middle of where earlier Angela was bored, listening, waiting for anything to happen. We've now had something happen. Yeah. But now it feels like we've gone back to where we're the ones watching and listening to Angela like, interviewing people and checking things. And yeah. And yeah. I mean is because I guess that that makes sense given the given the film and given given the role. So it's it's not that I think it's you know it, it's particularly bad, but I just think I don't know. It just that's the bit where I kind of struggled with it a little bit more. Um, but then, interestingly enough, I think the film really bumps up for me and starts to work a lot more. Is kind of in, in the in the halfway point. I think the, the first half of the film, like you said, opens up quite strong and then kind of has a couple of, you know, peaks and troughs. And I, I don't know, I find it okay. Um, yeah. But it's when we then get to, I would say it's around halfway, maybe a, a little bit, a bit more. Um, and that is when, um, you know, we, we have the, uh, the, the mother, um of jennifer um mary marie i think the name is mary um and we have that scene where the people then turn on her because they notice that she's ill yeah know? yeah um and uh you know they uh she's getting you know she gets bitten by oh, the girl and then the girl runs up and then she gets handcuffed to the thing trying yeah. to chase her and i think this is the point where the film really kicks into a gear for me and, and becomes, I mean, there were some there were some moments that I found quite funny. And I think there's a few inconsistencies, I think, with the zombies you know, or whatever they are, the infected, because they, they have more of a uh, 28 days later. Yeah, they definitely, you know, yeah, definitely. More kind of like rage virus. Um, and there's a bit where, you know, Jennifer turns <laughs> on her mum, bites her, runs up the stairs, um, and then obviously she gets handcuffed which i think is i think it's it's great because you know it's going to come into play later and when it comes into play it's into play so well um and then the you know the, the rest of the um you know kind of infected uh, you know breakthrough um they go up and you know there's the scene where they try to confront jennifer or kind of try to get her and try to put the i don't know what they're trying to do exactly but they're trying to inject her with something or take a sample from her or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she bites and kills the officer. And then we get a bit of shaky cam and then we run. But the bit that made just made me really kind of laugh is I think we're following Manu. Um and uh this is 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 Quadir jumps out. Oh and she yeah, screams yeah. at him. Um <laughs> and then just kind of stands there. And that was for me was like <laughs> Surely it makes because all the other infected yeah, just have just for it. gone from yeah, it. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. And then he just fucking wants like, her with the uh the axe. The axe yeah. or the fire or the fire or the pole sledgehammer, sledgehammer or whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just yeah, he just smashes it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I <laughs> that bit that bit. It feels funny, good. but it 
the way in which it's shot looks slightly out of place. For it does, movie, yeah, you know? yeah. But it was, it was, uh, that was quite a good scene. But it's from that point where they are kind of on the run through it as the rest of the residents are going. Very much you know? taken and yeah. yeah. And yeah, it does wrap up <laughs> with we got Angela Pablo and Manu. Manu is what is when you get a little bit more of a run back into it. I like the bit when she goes past. Uh, Marie on who's changed to the stairs. Yeah, that's awesome. And like where she's stuck and they're trying to like get around. Like I love that like fact where we've seen we left her and she was seemed fairly fine and then you yeah. come back and then she's just completely fine. Yeah. yeah, completely like that. And it, yeah, it's interesting. Like yeah, so they and this is the part that I, I quite like. And again, it might seem like God this quick, but it is quick and it's quite hard to just we're not going to go through every person and go this is how they get infected. This is how, yeah, you know I mean that's not really how I want to approach it like that, but. One thing I do find really interesting is the part when they get into the penthouse apartment. Yeah, because it's and it the, the idea that they've given because it's not like this film. Like I remember this film getting a lot of buzz when it was released. I mean, yeah, I remember it getting fame. quite a fair a fair amount of interest. Like oh, and and <clears throat> I got to be honest. Sometimes foreign horror films get the extra thing, and sometimes it feels like you get extra attention, and sometimes it feels like just because you're a foreign and you're not the standard mainstream. Xenophobe. Yeah, xenophobe. <laughs> you were xenophobe. But, it is, but there, sometimes they are like that, because it's not like this is reinventing the wheel. Like, this, like, this I, is very, like, the, the zombies are almost quite Dawn of the Dead, like Zack Snyder, Dawn of the yeah. Dead. And in that, we even had found footage at the end, which even this kind of reminded me of at times. Yeah. That kind of, you know, get down with the sickness. I guess <laughs> it's know? that kind of elevated horror yeah and as you said so you said 28 days later as well and these felt very 28 (laughs) it definitely felt like two directors who'd seen these films Mm. these modern more modern zombie films from 2005 you know two you know from early 2000s basically yeah has now taken that but taken it with an interesting and again this is why i found i found the opening to be so interested and maybe was a bit disappointed following it because the opening i just thought was a, a different way to approach it yeah you know an interesting so i like i liked the kind of way they approached it in that way and that's maybe why the middle when it started to get a bit more just a zombie zombie kind of that kind of thing or then it felt like maybe been there done that you yeah. know kind of thing whereas this this last bit in the apartment when they go in and it has all of the stuff about the girl that's gone missing yeah, and the religious and the cult kind of stuff on the and the, and basically what it implies it implies one that someone has been keeping keeping the girl because they believe that she was infected with something. She's possessed, but yeah, it's like possession, it's but it's an infection that's created through uh, possession, or they have created it by the fact that they've been trying to work out how to. You know, scientifically use the possession or something. It's very it's, interesting. It, it's it's not made clear, and I do believe that one of the the sequels, I think, I think the second film actually goes into that a bit more of the yeah. how the demonic possession is how the infection is actually got is a it's an infection that is almost created from possession or demonic yeah. powers or something like that. But um, what I do like about it is just before we get to that mm-hmm. is that they because obviously they go into the penthouse, um, yeah. but there are. There, there are drops and little like tidbits about the person who lives in the penthouse before. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So they do mention that you know, like he doesn't live there, or he comes once a month from somewhere. And I'm sure they do say he comes once a month from the Vatican or something like that. You yeah. Know? So it's kind of dripped in. There is some kind of something in the penthouse. Some 
importance in the penthouse um but it is a fair it's it, it yeah it's quite an interesting way in which they added a kind of a spin yeah like a religious zombie. kind of yeah. spin to it kind of bringing possession and zombie together kind of that kind of yeah. different stuff the supernatural with the zombie infection you know yeah. one that's more scientific one that's more religious supernatural and they bring those ideas together like so it's got like yeah so they have that tape recorder where they're listening to what they've done and that they had and that's when we get the idea it's got here the name Tristana uh, Medeiros, which yeah, I don't know, but the, that's the that's a girl that first you, yeah first you see clippings of she's been kidnapped or taken or something like that yeah she show and uh, like the girl that had shown weird kind of possession things has been taken or disappeared and all yeah, these things that show we don't a, know where it's got commit some murders or something yeah and then, I guess it's difficult because obviously we we kind of take it for granted but. Um, in a obviously in a in a foreign film you'll get subtitles but another thing that we'll get is obviously in english films or i guess whatever your native language is yeah. is when they show newspaper clippings etc you're able to read them yeah you know well, i don't know any spanish so i was gonna say they show we, a lot in the subtitles we only got sections, sections. It, it read some of it but it only read parts of it yeah and at the same time the tape recorder is playing over the top of most seeing most of them so therefore you're, you're mainly hearing what they're saying on the tape, even though they're showing newspaper clips yeah. at the same time. And in that, it's like whoever, the person in the penthouse was obviously doing, we can tell that they had the girl and that they were doing some kind of test as if they were yeah. trying to, as that they were trying to help her possibly or test on her maybe yeah it's it's unclear it is left ambiguous but i don't as i said i don't mind that all I'm no happy, i enjoy it. a bit of that and i liked the fact that there were clues but it wasn't definite we yeah. don't know but it almost sounds as if somehow the infection part of it has come from when they were trying to test something on her and it's kind yeah. of gone wrong slightly um so it's interesting because that information is broken up throughout the film. Yeah. And obviously, this is when we've just got Pablo and Angela in the penthouse when you know they've had to work their way in there to have the old keys and stuff to try and work yeah. their way in. You know, so that's interesting. They've left Manu outside, and then um, which is also followed by a nice. This is when we get that good shot. So they've yeah. had all of that, but we don't quite know. But you get the whole. Um, nope, I've got the order wrong there. I've got the wrong order. Why? Because thinking? they go into a different place to get that. They go into the penthouse, they see the thing, then they go into the attic, don't they? Yeah, which yeah. is a hot. After. After. So, I, yeah, first they had to go and find it. That's when Manny was left outside the door. Yeah. Then that's when we get that scene of the stairway because yeah, which is a they went to get it. So that's when they rush back out and you see this kind of spiral and you see the camera kind of moving and falling and... And then that's when you get the shot of Pablo turns down to see what the hell's that noise of people coming behind because they know so it's nearby, but they're like, where the hell is Manu? And then we get all of the people, residents of the house yeah. in the slight spiral making their way up and so. get a stop when they all kind of stop and look up. Gaddafi and there yeah. appears below is there's Manu. Like, yeah. Yeah, there he is. Like, is they answered yeah. their question and then they have to speed up to the top because she's got like, 
yeah, this 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 yeah, this one was definitely logical, but it's fine. It works in the scene, but it's definitely like she had like three lots of different things of keys. Oh yeah, and it feels like she only tests about two keys, and it works. <laughs> it's like it's like it's, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put it down to pure luck. Yeah, <laughs> and she just she goes. Not that one. Okay, I'm going to try that one. Oh, it works. Yeah. But I swear she does not try more than like a key, like two or three keys before she's like she's in. Yeah. But there's like every apartment's keys are on those three. <laughs> she's got like three different because yeah. Pablo grabbed one, she grabbed some, and they had all these different chains of keys, and she somehow gets in. But anyway, inside of the apartment, this is the part. This is the part when I said that my partner Charlotte came out. Yeah. So it's a very weird time because they were going through, you know, they're making their way through. Um, but this is also, this is the bit that I thought was the most scary part of the film. Oh, yeah. This was this was, was actually a terrifying, terrifying scene. I think, that, to be honest, I think the whole of the last part was terrifying. Yeah. It was genuine. I was like, oh, fuck. And, but I guess it's the problem with it being a short film and because of maybe budget or because of location yeah you're not going to and because of maybe the limited amount of characters that they were able to have in it you're not going to be able to have loads of scenes so maybe yeah. that's why... it is definitely a budgetary thing yeah where they were as filmmakers like you can't have a constant stream of this being into you know you can't have a yeah. constant stream of this being like action you're not going to have that which is fine with me i didn't want constant like action and stuff no. like that anyway but no, you're not going to have this consistently in the film, are no. you? Um, but then I think, you know, I think once we get to that that two thirds point, the the la- the final act or the final half yeah. or however long it is, it's just terrifying. Yeah, and it, just it feels definitely nonstop. It definitely you know? does. It is full on for so like definitely, and you know, it definitely for people, someone who's not a not not much of a horror kind of thing. I think this would have a very big effect on them. Yeah, it definitely feels quite claustrophobic and like they're really stuck. And it especially feels like that, like we we're just saying about the whole. Once they're in the penthouse and they've seen all of that demonic possession stuff, but they start working their way through to see like how they're going to get through, and then they hear the noise yeah. in the attic, and it's an effect that I I one hundred percent was fully expecting. Yeah, of course, this, like the one in the attic. You know, I but... knew what was going to happen, but it didn't mean I wasn't still like it's still. And in weird way, the found footage part of this I think actually helped this one. Yeah, once we got into the once we got to this part, I was yeah, like, oh, because I... Pablo says he'll go up and look in the attic, and like we know he's looking at it, but obviously we're seeing his point of view, and he makes his way and moves around with the light in the attic. Yeah. And he's moving around. And yes, you, you completely expect to you see know it's pop coming, up, but, but it's still got me. No, it's still like the second it got, like we moved right, because he moves around almost the whole thing and he kind of stops for a second with An- Angela, like saying things like, basically he says like, he gets to the point where he's like, oh, there's, oh, I can't really see, we can't really notice much of anything up here. Yeah. And then there's like a boy. Yeah. It's like a boy there, which is never actually explained what that is, because we don't actually see that part again, because it's not no. no, it's not the same as what we see in, in, in later. Um, no, it's not. later. Um, but yeah, we see that. But I think the fan footage helps because not only is it like you're following it, obviously, from the point of view in that way, it's the reaction of Pablo when he falls, but you're yeah. still following the camera. So you see it fall, yeah. which is actually one of the few times I was like, actually, I think the found footage helped that. If that had just been someone stood up or we were just watching someone look around a room, We've it seen that before a lot of yeah. times and it wouldn't have worked as well because we're suddenly like, oh shit, but it's almost like, wait, but I'm also kind of the camera. Yeah. So I'm also fo- following it and it's like I'm suddenly falling. It's like when you have that 
dream that you're suddenly like falling off of and something you and you wake up, yeah. up like shit it's like that so th- that's like that that was really effective that scene that that really yeah. worked well the, the you know the way they did it angela's reaction when he's down like what the hell's going like kind of going on but then because of that it breaks and the the light's broken yeah and then this is when we get the part that i just thought was actually fairly fucking terrifying oh mate it was fucking horrendous. night cam Night night cam's always a scary one, I think. Yeah, like, it it's not. At first, I was a bit like this. I'm not sure if this is going to work. And there, there was one part of this film I knew, which was the end. Yeah, I knew the very last shot. I'd seen that on something before. I don't know why. Yeah, that. but I knew what the shot was. Also, that shot is also the on some of the posters. Yeah, it's yeah, like that shot of her. Well, not her, not not her exactly take it it is, in a way, but it's, it's, very, it's there. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like you kind of know the shot, so you knew that that shot was coming up, and it was going to be just her. Um, but yeah, this is when we get what we believe, what I believe is Tristana, the girl, yeah. and has become some kind of freak of kind of demonic. <laughs> You've become movement. a freak. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, so she, like she's she's become tall and skeleton like as if she's been kept and yeah like that her arms are elongated her Her face but her face looks slightly demon like yeah but it's something that easily could have looked stupid but for whatever reason because they've laid that background of that she was almost abducted or kept yeah you get this weird sense in your head between one yes possession but also as in like she's turned into a monster because the way she's been treated or that she looks like that. She's like basically an underwear. She's just in her underwear. I yeah. think is about it. But it, she looks so skinny that you almost think like she's been kept and tortured or she's been kept in basically malnourished for yeah. years. And at first you're kind of like between whether it's only once you notice that she's quite freakily tall that you start yeah. to wonder what is, because you start looking at her going, is she, you know, is this just, you know, a girl that is this just the abducted girl, and then you start to see the way she's acting, and like, oh, yeah, shit. and you start to notice that she can't really see the meat, she can't really see them, yeah, she's reacting to sound. And we're following the cam and watching it with that. And we, the, the, this is when we kind of have Pablo kind of makes a, a knock so we can mix when well, he tries to lead out past, the kitchen, doesn't they it? try to sneak past any any kind of yeah. film that and is... even kitchen like see if i was a bit like i i don't even know where the fuck they are right yeah. now like i'm a bit like well i'm, I'm assuming it was the kitchen but, but that yeah, yeah that whole idea that they're like silent as they're watching tristana come into the room and make her way around and you're kind of just like what the fuck is that fun, yeah like, but it's the sound and the noise but also the lack of noise because yeah. they're just literally hearing her noise and they're not trying to make any noise and you see Angela's like trying not to breathe and yeah so we have that whole movement and it is terrifying um properly like it's terrifying yeah and then when they try to sneak past her you're like like how the hell are you doing like you're like she's gonna hear you of course she's gonna hear you you're right fucking next like and then you yes you kind of expect this to go wrong there so it goes but then you get a point of view of being beaten to death, basically. Yeah. By this, as it goes off, and you just see this violent. Well, like, she starts swinging, doesn't she? Swinging and then being dragged well, she's and got, like, around. She's holding and... like a hammer as well. Which is... Yeah, she's got a hammer. That, that's another weird. Like, I didn't notice it at first yeah. until she was there with that, and I was like, "Why well, she got like a well, her weird long dangly arm?" And there's yeah. like a hammer, as if she, but she swings it as if she hasn't got the strength to actually like pick it up. To pick it up, she has to kind of just what 
whack it kind of thing. Her arms, yeah. yeah, like like she's got two dead arms. Yeah, <laughs> like that arm dead. <laughs> she's got dead arm. Yeah, like when your arm basically falls asleep and you're just like trying to wiggle it about. Yeah, doing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we get that, and we get we get that Angela doesn't even know what's been going on because she's gone and then yeah. comes back. And you see her come back, which you're also kind of like, why the fuck are you coming back? But you also know what's outside the other door. So you're kind of like, well, you've got nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. Uh, you're fucked. So yeah, she goes towards that and she gets towards the camera and you see her there. And then, yeah. And then that's when we get the, basically the final shot. Yeah, the camera getting knocked out. There. She hears her. She, I think she she hears, she sees, she moves the camera around. She sees Tristana, I think. I don't think she sees Tristana. I think Does she not? No, I'm sure, um, you know, the... Because I thought Tristana was still in front of her and she's like, because she gets suddenly really low as if yeah. she's trying to keep low, which almost, like, almost makes me wonder at the same time whether, like, Tristana comes round or whether it's the other part we saw earlier that is the one that ends up dragging away at the end. It was a bit, like, unclear because you couldn't yeah. quite see. So I didn't know because I wondered, yeah. But still, Trist, if it is, it's either way. And just like basically gets dragged into the darkness. So yeah, just like shit. And then it just yeah. ends. And it just ends. Yeah, terrifying. exactly where terrifying. exactly where it should end. And it, it is scary as hell. It's one of those ones that I do think, oddly, because I watched on TV and so that I do think that it would have been very effective in the cinema. Yeah, definitely. It would have worked way better in complete seclusion, complete like this is all I'm looking at right now. Yeah, like it definitely is one I can imagine would have been way better as that film type of theatre kind of film but um, yeah so it, it's interesting because uh, and I do think I've seen this with certain things where although this is a well reviewed film if you look at certain ones you know um, quite often a lot of them do state that this is a film where like it has a very a very strong opening um, and it has some truly terrifying scenes but it does kind of dip in the middle yeah I think it takes you know, a little bit okay. it takes a dip which is un- it's understandable with the budget and the parts you know that they've yeah. had to deal with they've made you know for, for the for the price of it and things like that I think they've made a very uh, a very strong horror film anyway. um, yeah I think it's, it's one, one of the, the better yeah it's one of the better footage, found found. films I've seen um, and I would like to be able would like to get into them more because I find that the either the, they can, the, I find as a genre it can be very hit and miss you know? yeah um, definitely, so, definitely yeah. I feel like I've, I've witnessed or heard about more bad ones than I have ever about the truly good ones yeah. kind of thing you know um, and it only works as a horror is just such a place for it because there's not many films that it works in in general like you can't make it work in certain films They've tried, and most of them have been terrible. <laughs> Other ones they've tried. They've done things like, say, I think there's one called like Project X. Yeah, where Project it's like a party X, film, comedy, kind of yeah. feel like a teen comedy party where they follow them yeah. like that. Obviously, we mentioned about Chronicle. Um, I believe there was also one um, that was, you know, non-horror that was more. It was found. It was like found footage, kind of like. Like I guess like Project X was like a kids film where you followed where I think you were kind of following like the point of view of them and them yeah. with their cameras and the creature the 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 robot thing itself was taking them so yeah you've got loads of those yeah. but it's always like a bit of a reach it always feels a bit like yeah yeah a bit like mm, this probably would have just worked better as a standard f- format film then they yeah. found footage. Um, because I'm definitely still not convinced that you know that the majority are good. most of them I feel like are. You've got some good ones, but yeah. I don't feel like there's a truly great 
some people might try to say Blair Witch, but I think that that was more mark, great marketing, not yeah. great film. I mean, they yeah. probably yeah, they probably are. I know, I know that you know. Um, oh, this film was obviously really well received, and I would, yeah. I would say it's you know it's a really good film. I re- I enjoyed watching it. Um, I think it, there, there's a lot of things that went in its you know in its way, such as it not being long. I think if they'd have tried to make this an hour and a half, an hour and forty minutes. I can't see how they would have been able to. It would have been. I mean, the fact that it's hour and I mean, it is definitely it's definitely a doubt that the fact that it's an hour and eight, hour yeah. only an hour and eighteen minutes, and we felt like there was a slight dip is a bit. It's not a great thing for a film that's that short. Yeah, but and I'm very. It's definitely good they didn't try to extend it out any more than they have. I def. I'd be interested to watch this. I hear this, the sequel is done slightly different style because it's like SWAT cameras where the SWAT team goes. That'd be interesting. It follows directly on, apparently, a bit more of an action film than this one. Yeah. But then the first one was nothing for hit that the second one had. I don't know. Actually, I heard that the director basically spent the same amount on majority of all of the sequels, even though they okay. got extra. Like he tried to keep it because he didn't want to turn it into something that it wasn't. Yeah. He didn't want to turn it into some other like bigger. So though the second one's more action-packed, he also didn't want it to become, like, it's not about, like, going out into the wider world, they're all contained story. He yeah. always said it was always about the story first, not about, oh, we could make a huge blockbuster where there's, like, a big fan footage, like, he got offered way more money for a sequel but didn't want to yeah. do it that way, kind of thing. Which I get, I get that. But, yeah, I'd definitely be interested in, the sequel's the one that definitely spiked my interest. Like the idea of like the whole SWAT team going in directly after this is quite yeah, an be interesting concept. But Angela returns in the fourth one, I think possibly the second one and the fourth one, which the end of this makes me like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, unless she is infected. <clears throat> she could be. It could be that she's like infected in the fourth one. I have no idea. It could be a throwback. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, throw. It could be a throwback. throwback. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. maybe one day we'll get around to covering them. I mean, quite possibly, quite but. Possibly. Uh, but before that, we've got another 99 films that we've got on the list together. Yeah, we have. Um, so we will work, work our way through that. Um, you can go, You, as I said, you can find that list on uh, Amazon, like you'll see it on Amazon. Yeah. And it's a, it's an interesting list. It's got a lot. It's got some that we've already covered, uh, which we've already said, if we've already covered it, if it has a sequel or a remake that we have not covered or an original that we haven't covered, but we've covered the remake, then we yeah. will cover that as an alternative. For instance, I believe Halloween is on the list, and we've already seen and yeah. done Halloween a lot. <laughs> yeah, we so have. but so we would have to find an alternative way to do that. Yeah, instead. <laughs> um, so just we'll take a quick peek over to the social media lounge. Um, oh, yeah. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at CMTH Podcast. Um, so obviously, our boy Ryan Benlop, uh, shout out. I haven't seen him for a long time. Thank you for supporting the part. Yeah. We, we go back. He might have even remembered the crossbow dance. I feel like that it was at that stage. It was, it the, was, it that, was the college years. It was the college years. Um, yeah, he said, you know, much better than the remake. Quarantine, I think it's called. It is quarantine. I just checked. Um, <laughs> and then we got J.M. Kilborn, who said, uh, scared the shit out of me, especially because the first time I saw it, I had just moved into an apartment building. So, yeah, I guess it's not going <laughs> to be the, uh, the warmest of welcomes, is it? Um, and yeah, have you got anything else to add? 
No, I, I think so. This was, you know, it's a fairly straightforward, it's a short film. So, like, there's not a huge amount we can delve into. There's not a lot of production or, like, from what I found, I can't find a much, like, yeah. deeper in that. It is pretty much someone made a film, they didn't have a lot of money, but they got a bit of funding and they managed to make something that's a pretty, pretty strong horror. Yeah. Pretty scary as well at times. Definitely. Definitely <laughs> the ending. Um, but that, that, you know, the last act is, I think, it's just incredible. It's heart racing. It's got some beautiful shots in it and then that ending is just i mean a lot of these found footage endings end with these kind of climaxes yeah you like know, sudden cut something, off sudden ends, cut off, something something in the happened. corner something just to freak you out yeah or, yeah but for me this one is much more one of the effective ones and, and it yeah. was genuinely terrifying yeah because um, i do generally normally not find in any that i've seen that there's much character was at least we've kind of followed annually this whole we've followed her from beginning to end. yeah we, kind of, have a reason we get a little bit of a reason to care in a certain yeah way. um well as always uh, thank you for listening to the show uh if you've enjoyed it make sure that you're subscribing so you can get the episodes as soon as they're released um and if you can leave us a lovely review it always helps us um spotify now allow you to leave reviews so if you could leave us a review that would be great um our aim is uh to get 10 on there by the end of august um so let's see if we can do it um and until next week we will see you then um stay clear of any strange uh old ladies don't go with the fire department to be called out to go and check on watch them. out for your children <laughs> watch out for your children uh see you soon goodbye <laughs>